Hey, everybody. Welcome to What Are You Doing in Denmark, the podcast where we talk to some of the coolest people in Denmark about what they're doing here. My name is Derek, and I am your host. And I'm Mike, the co-host as well. And today, it's just family. We've had some amazing guests here in our first season of What Are You Doing in Denmark. And so we've decided to take this opportunity for us to rewatch some of our favorite clips from these awesome guests that we've had and share some of our reactions with you. Exactly. We can call it a year in review or season one in review because we've talked to some very cool people. And why not revisit some of our favorite conversations and some that we may be sharing for the first time? So one of the first clips that uh, really stuck out to me was a conversation we had with somebody we've known for a few years now, but had on the podcast. And that's Aaron Chapman, the owner of American Pie Company, who also was on the Danish Baking Battle. Is that yes. the right uh, yeah, English translation? Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was cool when we met up with her to record that session. It was really exciting because she wanted to tell us that she had recently filmed for the show. But we weren't able to talk about it on air. Right. Because uh, like they hadn't been on the air yet. So she was kind of her secret that she was a secret guest on one of the episodes. So she's able to spill the secret with us. Hope it didn't ruin anything for you, Aaron. But we kept it quiet ourselves. Yeah. And we all get to see her in her awesome appearance on Vegas as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here's the clip that I really stood out to me. Yeah. Talking a little bit about reverse culture shock that we're about to experience as we're celebrating the holidays with our family back in the U.S. I've learned a lot from my Danish friends and my Danish colleagues along the way also on how to be more structured because I am a very creative person and um, it, you know, and about because Danes have the structure. I appreciate it so much. And also to have a work-life balance, like when you're off, you're off. Now, of course, when you're starting your own business or whatever, that's not always the case, but still there are times when you have to force yourself to say, okay, I really need to turn off now. Mm -hmm. And, if you're in a workplace, usually that is respected. And I yeah. think that that is amazing because in the U.S. it's complete opposite. And you don't yeah. feel guilty here about taking time off. That was a huge thing for me. So I think um, I appreciated that so much. And it, I appreciate it so much that after living here in Copenhagen for 17 years and my husband and I and our daughter moving back to the U.S. thinking that's where we belonged. Mm-hmm. And then it was me, actually, that said No. We have to go back to Copenhagen. And uh, so that's saying a lot because we actually came back, and it was probably me that was kind of pushing that. Most homesick for the place that became your home. I have Stockholm Syndrome with uh, (laughs) with Copenhagen. Copenhagen Syndrome. Yes, Copenhagen Syndrome. (laughs) That's fun. No, I feel that reverse culture shock, too, and I, I, I can relate to that. And even not having been here quite as long as I think you were at that point when you moved back. Mm. I feel it even just going back for a few weeks where I'm like... How long have you guys been here now? Uh, going on seven years. Seven, seven yeah. years is the magic. Wow. That's the yeah. magic. Okay. That's when it shifts. And you'll start to now feel... Yeah, you're already I feel it coming out of it. my body and coming F- in. Five years is yeah. the point where you start questioning a lot and you get really sure. confused and you're like, what the F am I doing here? Yeah. Um, and do I belong here? Hmm. Is this my meaning? Yeah. I mean, and then... You get past that for that year. You ask a little more, but sev- year seven is the one that where's the shift. Yeah. I think it is funny how the reverse culture shock hits you, and I think it's it's especially like the the comment I made. Like I still feel it that way. Like it's kind of crazy to have it be where your new home becomes the home that you feel homesick for, not yeah. your old home. Yeah, it's um, I I definitely feel that when when we're back, and especially some of the things that she mentioned as far as 
being off and that being respected yeah. and not answering things. And yes. I see it even just in a bit of the being around <laughs> friends in the U.S. that yes. are like, okay, I'm only off on these days and I'm going to be answering emails even on like the 24th and the 25th. Right. You know, not everybody. I think it's getting better, but yeah. there's just some parts of that culture that And it's tough. more the the... It's the cultural expectation because even I work with, with, with Americans that are very much like, take your holiday. Like, it's yeah. not like it's, yeah. they're, they're, it's being pushed. But I think it's just more kind of that sense of almost guilt of like taking off time right. is like something to be guilty for. Like, I know you told the story about when you were, you had your first job in Denmark and you were like almost like, oh, I was like, asking, can I take time off? And, you, and they were like, yeah, you have holiday, take it. <laughs> I was so timid to ask for yeah. for time off, and especially around the holidays. So you know, it's funny because I, I always find everybody in the U.S. kind of acknowledges that during this yes. period, especially the week between Christmas and New Year's, that nobody's really doing much. Nothing's really getting done. Nope. And, um, you know, it's I, I prefer here where at least people <laughs> acknowledge that, accept it, and expect it, it yes. instead of kind of playing a little game and trying to look busy for a sure. week. Um, yeah, but we'll get to see and witness some friends and family doing doing that over the christmas time <laughs> exactly yeah but we'll also get to enjoy some cake yeah i am excited for being home and getting some american foods and american Always. christmas foods and cookies and all the things that both of our moms like to bake and and have ready for us that'll be nice but i will say we have definitely increased our cake consumption since oh, yeah. moving over to, to denmark <laughs> and also you know, the one guilt, you may not have guilt about taking off time in Denmark, but you do have guilt in not bringing cake uh, to celebrate something. Yeah, not, it's not the eating the cake. It's not, no, no, no. You, the, the cake guilt is when you forget to bring it. Correct. Or there's something to celebrate and you didn't. And we had a fun conversation. One of probably, I think, our funniest conversations uh, this season with Conrad Molden talking about the difference in the cake culture. And it was so funny. It actually got shared by Honest Hemmingson on Instagram. A lot of people saw this. I, this was probably one of our most viral I know. conversations. Season. I love it. There is cake absolutely, absolutely everywhere. And I cannot understand how people are so healthy. I, yes. Because you go into work and it's Begida's birthday, so you eat cake. Then it's the breakfast, so there's yes. morn cake. Then it's lunch. There's cake at the lunch. Yes. Then, you know, Rasmus is leaving, so we have goodbye cake. Yes. And you're like, all I've eaten all day is just a pile of sugar. <laughs> yes. I have coworkers. We have a couple like offices around the area. They intentionally have their schedule based on which cake days are in different canteens and places so they can make sure they get literally cake every day of the week. I also love that at the uni that you send emails around to people's offices and they won't really reply or it'll mm. be very, very slow. And then that one email to all, which will be like <laughs> K in the third floor canteen mm. and everybody every- gets up, all the doors open. <laughs> and you're like, uh, hey, can I emailed you uh, <laughs> yeah. at around 9.30 this morning? Oh, I didn't get it. Uh, but, oh, but you got the cake one. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... It's a it's a cake based economy. Yeah, and it's so accurate. I definitely can attest to that. And that because there is that feeling like it's it's the Hunger Games, the Purge, whatever analogy you want to use from cinema. That if you get that cake email and you're not up there in 15 oh, yeah. minutes, it might be gone. Oh yes, it yeah. goes quick. Yeah, it goes quick. So I get it. You've got to you got to prioritize in the workspace. It is like the cake is the funniest thing because like in the U.S. it's kind of the opposite. Like if it's your birthday, somebody else will bring the cake oh, sure. for you to celebrate. Like it's it's not on you. But here it's like 
this is your punishment for having something to celebrate is you got to bring a cake to break. Or maybe it's just you're sharing the joy. Right. The I joy know of the celebration. I know in the U.S. one difference, too, is that a lot of people will bring in cake, especially this period around the holidays where yeah. they're like, oh, I don't want to have this in the house because I'm going to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to share this so with you. So they'll bring it in, especially that week between Christmas and New Year's, all of the leftover cake and cookies and confection items that have been left at their home uh, by various relatives where they're like, OK, I'm <laughs> I'm not eating this. I've got a New Year's resolution coming up. So I'm just going to break the office, bring it all to the office. All of your New Year, all of you need to eat this. Yes. Yeah, Makes yeah. Sense. We'll, we'll talk about New Year's resolutions in a little bit. Um, but also a fun conversation, kind of on those lines of going back with Annie, um, Annie in Eventureland, uh, Annie Samples, who is just uh, such a fun person, such a such a neat person to talk to. I've really had a lot of fun with her this mm-hmm. this this season, um, and she talks a little bit about. <laughs> kind of the reverse culture shock and the things that she experiences when she goes back. So let's listen to that one. When I go home or when people come to visit me, they're like, you're so calm. Wow. Mm. And I notice people are very high strung, apologizing a lot. Like, oh, it, like I don't know. People feel like really intense to me. And I'm just like, hey, everything's okay. You mm-hmm. know, like it's all good. My kids... Probably just picked up being really inappropriate. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, oh, tone it right. down in front of the American grandparents. <laughs> You're scaring me. Um, but yeah, I would say that overall we've just, you know, mellowed out a lot more. Mm. And that's such a huge privilege. You know, mm. I understand why maybe American parents can't be as relaxed as Danish parents. But, um, you know, I, I'm enjoying it. The, the mellow, I, that, that resonates because I, yeah. I feel that too sometimes where – I'll be back. You know, you can drop me in a bar with yeah. in, in Philadelphia with my yeah. friends, and I'm like, why do I, I? Something feels different, and I think that's it. I feel like I'm a little more like, yeah, mellow. Like, guys, I, what's the big deal? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or it's the like, I think Americans we do this thing uh, for good or for bad, where mm. it's not necessarily small talk, but it's like we like to fill all the space. Mm. Yes, yeah, we're yeah, not comfortable yeah. with with silence in a conversation yeah and i'm very much comfortable with that now yeah Um, yeah yeah i love that and sometimes i feel like am i being standoffish am i being less social am i more introverted no i think it's just i'm comfortable being around my friends without constant dialogue i love that yeah 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 it's absolutely true i think the the biggest, the way you say that it's all about like we need to fill in the space. I think there's there's two other differences or one other difference with that too, which is that like I feel like in the States now everything is where everything has to be the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. And like that in between isn't there. So I get also Annie's point on this where maybe things are a little bit more mellow because it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. like it's just, it's just like a little bit smoother. I totally understand why the stress is a little bit less generally just i think it's just that that's the nature here yeah it definitely does and i think there's just a lot of things about having a way of life that's a little more you don't feel like it has to be the best all the time and you also don't feel like it's the worst if this one thing is missing or kind of that you know i I don't care if we have a pinterest christmas tree you know and i think that like what i love in denmark is like no we're gonna go get a live Christmas tree. We're going to get things from nature. We're going to bring that. Like it's much more about what you make it, you know, whether it's the holidays or anything. And it's just, yeah, it is more chill. (laughs) And I definitely do find I, I, sometimes it might be jet lag, but it's also just the idea of like, I'm 
back and I don't have as much to say, but that's okay because I just want to be with the people that I don't get to see as often. And I don't have a million things to talk about. And you may not understand all the things that I want to talk about. Yes. I I think the difference is being content is okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't have to be amazing. It doesn't have to be memorable. Like you don't have to have the biggest laugh every time. Like, and there's obviously always elements of that. Let's not pretend that it's a completely different cultural style in sure. that way. But I think that that sense of like, I can be content and happy sitting here like that's okay. And I like that. Yeah. I like that. I think one thing too, that I sometimes feel when I go back is, um, and we, we talked with Annie a little bit about this is that it's almost that sense of, I don't quite fit in here anymore, mm-hmm. but that's okay. And I also don't quite fit in, in, in Denmark or, you know, I'm not Danish. I didn't grow up here. Um, and it's almost that limbo feeling. So going back sometimes while it it seems like I'm enjoying the comforts of home, Mm -hmm. it's sometimes a place I don't always recognize. And that can be a little melancholy, you know, it's it's so nice, but it can, especially around the holidays be a little, Oh, where do I belong? Where, where is home? And I think it's really important to check in with yourself and, and acknowledge that you're not the same person. If you're living abroad, you're not the same person that you were last Christmas or the first Christmas yes. or whatever trip that you at home, you're not the same as you were year one. Absolutely. Because you're like home has a different meaning for yeah. you now because now like we have two homes Yeah, and that's okay, but it's different. And looking at it in the way of how lucky oh, yes. we are to love two places, to yes. have two places we call home. And yeah, maybe we're, maybe we're kind of the oddballs in both of them now. And that's fine. That's fine. Again, we can be content. Yeah. But I think that's something that I always try to be conscious of 100%. during these trips home. That, yeah, it's not it's not the same. I don't know everything. Has that restaurant I love closed? Oh no, yeah, maybe. You know, but um, uh, of just of just keeping in mind how lucky things yeah. are to be able to love two countries and cultures and places. So yeah, mm-hmm. things to keep in perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. We also had a lot of fun this year um, playing different games, and I wanted to get some highlights of. <laughs> Some of I love the games that we the play. best it's games. Good fun. Yeah, um, I mean, my mom has learned things about me from these games. That's, so it's, true. that's kind of exciting that it's not just our audience learning about us and our guests. We do reveal some, yeah, some, some, some parts of our past. Yeah, yeah. But this one was a little bit less innocent. That one of the ones that I really loved was with Chantal Alarab when we talked about um, different podcasts yeah. that were either fake or real, and. <laughs> And do you remember, you probably remember the one that all three of us left the studio saying, this may be a podcast we need to make. Yes. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yes, but let's see if our audience is here too. (laughs) Let's hear it. First one is the podcast Murder She Boat. This is a true crime podcast about missing persons and murders at sea, hosted by two sisters who are in their 60s. (laughs) <laughs> if this isn't real it needs to be <laughs> i really want this to be real because it's everything i am dying for right. however there is just something about the name the name is too good uh it's a little I, too I, cute I, I don't think two sisters in their <laughs> 60s would get that angela lansbury is a major gay icon <laughs> uh, because i i feel like this is rigged. I think this is the perfect storm of everything you would know I'm hoping for. Um, so I think it's a catfish. It could be. I don't know. I usually say if it's too good to be true, it's... It you know. sounds... Yeah, it sounds... A but I, I love it. I really want it. I really want this to be Murder a podcast. Sheepo. I Murder love a good Sheepo. pun. I yes. love a good pun. Oh my God, of course. And there are... Oh. 
didn't Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend disappear on a cruise ship? Like, stop. I think so. I mean, rest in peace, Rip. Queen. Mm -hmm. But uh, I the boyfriend <laughs> or Olivia? The boyfriend. <laughs> well, well uh, both hopefully now. both of them. He disappeared. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm I'm, no. I'm leaning towards fake. Too. I think it's fake. Yeah, let's yeah. go with fake. You're correct. It's ah. fake. It's too cute. But this needs to be a podcast. It does. I, it really it needs can, to be a podcast. Can, is there a suggestion we have a little box? Time? Yeah. yeah. Is there a suggestion box somewhere? I, I think we just filled it up with this one here. Mm -hmm. And we have is, our first episode, Olivia Newton. Uh, apparently. <laughs> this needs to be a thing. This needs to be a thing. Yes, 100%. When we get into our 60s. <laughs> oh, my God. If yes. podcasts are still a thing. Right. We're making. Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm in I'll for get this. a blue rinse. Yes. Blue rinse. But it's too good to be true. Like it, it is like Murder She Boat is amazing. And like there have to be so many nautical murders out there that deserve further investigation. There was one in Copenhagen Harbor. Honestly, yes. <laughs> if we can just start with episode one, right? right. The submarine. We're living above it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So maybe stay tuned. That might be our twenty twenty. I think it's a spinoff. That's that's I don't know if it's a spinoff because it's nothing like what we're doing. Here and now, but it no, could I mean, be... we're, we're murdering this podcast, right? Oh, oh Michael. Yes, uh, it could be. That could be maybe in our 2024 future. I, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I like Murder, She Boat. Stay tuned. It might be coming. I love um, it. Another game similar to this one uh, was probably I loved was the one that we did with Jeff Bond, where we um, same concept, but we gave him different Christmas movies. Oh, yes. And he had to guess. Is it a real or a if fake? It's real or not? Uh, um, nothing like a good fake Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes, and this one, the one that I pulled, actually was real. <laughs> but it but sounds too good. To it be sounds true. too good to be true. Yep. Let's just hear a little bit of Jeff's. Also, a comedian was the perfect person to play this game with because his reactions were too amazing. Funny. Third one. So this is a movie called The Santa Incident. After his sleigh is shot down while flying through restricted military airspace, an earthbound Santa is sought for questioning by a pair of overzealous Homeland Security agents. The fate of Christmas is now in the hands of the disbelieving by-the-book duo, unless their faith in Santa Claus can be restored by two children and a, <laughs> and a trio of elves who have arrived from the North Pole to help out their friend in need, Christmas won't happen. Oh my god! <laughs> These, this, this, that, that's that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Just like elves, like a seal team six trying yeah, to break right, coming out. in. This feels very Bush era America. Oh, right. Like, yeah. It's just Guantanamo Bay. Right, yeah. exactly. Oh just, my god! Just Santa being waterboarded with eggnog. <laughs> yeah. This is what we needed oh. on September twelfth. Oh. Right, <laughs> this is where we were. <laughs> As a country, we just needed Santa to be also <laughs> also yeah, yeah. Right. innocent until proven guilty, right, Santa? Say oh. something, say something. <laughs> we actually went home the day after that night after filming this, yeah. and we watched the Santa incident. It lives up to. It might be the worst Christmas movie ever. It lives ever. up to the very low expectation. Absolutely, and um, for some reason, the elves have Australian accents. Yes, and and it takes place on a. So I, obviously, I looked at because it, it was so bad. Like it was filmed on like an Irish dock, and it was supposed oh. to take place in like the Northwest U.S. Okay. The big Northwest. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Like I can't believe that we had to pay like fifty krona to to watch it online. But it was worth it. It was <laughs> worth it. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth every krona. Yeah, it was a. It was a. It was a. 
It was a nice evening. It was fun. It was <laughs> and, fun. And, you know, it's the time of year where you don't mind being inside and watching Absolutely. movies. You could even say it's Huga. It was. It was very Huga watching that ago. horrible movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, which was also a topic that we talked about with Iris Sylvester, mm-hmm. another great guest and fellow comedian who <laughs> had some, some really good uh, insights into whether or not that word is overused or... It's true. Maybe the idea that just as a concept, uh, you know, Huga, is it overrated, underrated? We had a, a fun game with, with him in that, and, and he had some really funny comments. He really did. He had some good insight on specifically on, the state uh, of Huga. What it would be like if Oprah was trying to discover <laughs> Huga. <laughs> Speaking of things that are, are possible to screw up, but uh, also really easy and very simple, it's just uh, the idea of Huga, a Danish thing. Um, I don't necessarily, uh, I think maybe the context of this is more like, is it just over discussed and talked about and done? Maybe not overrated because I think we all know like when you actually achieve Huga, it's nice. It's the the concept of like feeling comfortable in your environment. Like I do like how people's homes here are really built around being like Huga, really like it's something that's welcoming that when you come home, you feel safe and relaxed and all that. Because again, in Britain, we don't necessarily have the same kind of concept. Obviously your home is your home, but people will not disrespect their homes, but it's not uncommon uncommon for someone to just have their home be a place where they sleep. Yeah. I, yeah. There's no decorations. Yeah. It's, like, super basic. We, like, in London at least, I can't speak for all of the UK, but, like, houses are pretty small. Yeah. Uh, you finish work. You probably go straight to the pub or do some type of after-work activity. And because everything closes pretty early, it means that you kind of stay out all night, go to restaurants or mm-hmm. all that lot, see your friends. And then at the end of the night, you go home, just go straight to bed and just... That's, that's it. Yeah. So your house isn't really... It's not that big a deal if your sofa's not very nice and you haven't got candles or mm-hmm. a vibe. So I do... I I, I do... Res- I, I understand why the Danish are so proud of this aspect of their life because it's it's, it's a pretty... It's pretty good. It's something yeah. they've gotten really yeah. right, like really right. And I and I agree with that. I think the one funny thing is how much Huga has become like the main societal export from Denmark. Mm. Like in the U.S., I can tell you every winter, every morning TV show is going to be talking about like how do you Huga? Yeah. Like the amazing Danish concept of Huga. It's always like, a fluff piece that comes out exactly. around like November, December. That's on like Good Morning America. And oh, Huga! The Danish are so happy because of Huga. And it's like no, they're happy if you just leave them alone and stop talking about this thing just just leave it be it's properly rated yeah. i think it's over discussed by other other <laughs> like, other we don't need oprah analyzing it and like selling huga baskets that I are just, just like, this, like image in my head of like oprah just asking some guy called like anna so what yeah. like, like so anna like how do you huga like how do you like like oprah came to denmark and did like a whole thing so that video exists i mean it's I agree. It's properly rated. It's just something, again, it's just the spirit of being content. You don't have to make a big deal about it. It is nice. And it is nice this time of year. And I think, you know, we do do a good job of that at at the holidays, you know, from Thanksgiving to New Year's. It's a very hygge time in... um, and even when you get into like the hardcore winter, the January, February time frame, yeah. like that's when you have board games and wine and the, the candles do make things nicer. Exactly. I'm not going to lie. No, it's true. I, I am a candle convert. <laughs> and we talked to Abby Wamba about that a mm-hmm. little bit, um, who had some really funny stories. And she had actually written about 
what you do in the opposite time of year during mm. the summer when you have those longer days. But she also went to the other extreme and described some of the struggles of the dark days, this dark period in Denmark that we have right now in winter. So let's hear what she had to say. It's great. But in the winter, then it's dark until like 9, 30, 10 o'clock oh, yeah. in the morning. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. And it's, it's hard for anybody to get up. But to like try to tell your kid they have to go to school in order to like sing songs about like the Danish constitution. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. Constitution song school. I know. That's really, I mean, I like that. I like that they yeah. sing at school. I like that it's like whatever, but it's, it's a hard sell in the winter months. It's a hard <laughs> sell with a 7 a.m. wake up to be like, no, no, you really got to get there. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> I, we have a, a friend who is also international living here and but her daughter was born here. But in the middle of winter, her kid would get really upset with her. Like, why are you picking me up so late? And oh. she's like, she's like, honey, it's 3.30. The yeah. same day, yeah. I, the same time I pick you up yeah. every day. But because it was so dark, she really thought it, that, like, her mom was just leaving her there later than normal. That is That's a thing funny. that I really didn't expect about living here. Like, how much an impact that really has on your life. And, yeah. and that is something I wrote about in the thing. It was like, there is, like... Danes are good at winter in yeah. a way that, like, this climate, this, like, light story <laughs> that the country tells necessitates, <laughs> you know? Like, that's like, okay, we have to have a lot of things lined up for dark times because it's dark all the time. Right. So that's – it is good. But I think there is this, like, thing where it's like, oh, no, no, it's it's, it's hugo. Like, it's, oh, we love it. <laughs> oh, we love to just sit under the duvets. And I'm like, that is depression. <laughs> <laughs> I mean – the light is extreme, and I can imagine through the eyes of a three-year-old, it's pretty extreme. Yeah, and that, Abby discusses a bit more of like the all the things that you do, you know, to mentally prepare. But when when you're used to it, you know, I think that just like with the concept of huga, these things are done to really make sure that you're not going crazy. Oh yeah, from your vitamin D pills to your board game night to. A little extra wine. It's uh, it, it's all a good thing. Yeah. I do feel like like this is our seventh winter. Yeah, and still I feel like it sneaks up somehow. <laughs> that it's like like mentally I'm also not prepared for having to plan like an entire evening of dark. Like when yes. you eat dinner, like it's hard to tell. Like right. it's just it's. I also feel <laughs> like you know why are you getting me up so late? Like I, I get that. I always laugh because. The first time that we had ever visited Denmark mm. was when you got sent over for a business trip. Yep. And at the end of that trip was when we got the offer to move here mm. and try things out. And we came to visit over November. Yep. So at that point, it was dark. It was cold. But it wasn't so cold. It wasn't deep winter. No. And it was dark, but there were like beautiful strings of lights right. between every Christmas every winter. Christmas. People are outside. Yes. There's Christmas yes. markets up. People are enjoying themselves all around the city. And we really thought like, oh, that's nice. Right. That's what Scandies do. They make the most of it. They're going to be outside all winter. And then you came back once again in December, found Fine. a similar Same. experience. And then you came back in January. Oh, all gone. Yeah. All gone. Streets empty. Lights gone. Light zero. Like winter full on. <laughs> like it was a complete 180 where suddenly I realized, oh no, everyone's inside. But then we learned they're inside because... Because it's, it's the, better the other day. side of winter. The, yes. the winter that's after Christmas. Yes. Yeah. And then I moved over in March thinking, okay, this isn't so bad. No, you End came, of March. You, came, then... you literally got here on the equinox. Yeah. Like, that's um maybe maybe wasn't the best move, but 
come January, things do start to get lighter, yes. and especially for New Year's, which is always a good time here in Denmark. Yes. Um, and we talked with the artist formerly known as TOX, TOX, uh, who I think now is just going by Malta. Yes. Um, but we talked with him about his experience as a Dane on New Year's and introducing Danish New Year's to his partner who is from the UK. And he shared another story about him experiencing New Year's abroad where things weren't quite up nope. to Danish standards. No, very different. Yes. Very so different. Let's hear his comments there. It's insane. Like our New Year's speech. I remember I brought my partner over. We met in like November or something. Uh, and he came over here and celebrated New Year's. And all my friends, you know, we stand up and we have a hand on the heart. <laughs> yeah. And we listen to Maggie, you know. Yeah. Good old Mags. Um, and uh, he was mortified. It was like, have I entered like a cult? Or is right. he started speaking during the speech? Because, of course, he no. didn't understand a no. word no. she was saying. So, he's, uh, so he wanted a translation. <laughs> And people were like, who did you bring? Who did you bring? Who does this? I recently heard a story from your partner about you celebrating New Year's abroad. Yes. And <laughs> I think Don't. perhaps in, uh, in in Germany? Yes, we were yeah. in Hamburg. We and have some lovely German friends. Uh, and uh, first of all, the day got off wrong okay. because it's a New Year's party. And they invited us for nine with oh. no food. Oh, God. And I'm like, my Danish heart is already bleeding. You know, <laughs> like, like, what are we, are we not, not sitting confused. down for 13 hours? Uh, like, until we can't move our legs because we've had so much red wine. What's going on? It's like a proper party. But, and then, of course, because it started at nine, we had to watch the Queen's speech at six. And we had, like, traveled down there, a small group of, like, six people. And we were, like, only two or three Danes. And we were like, oh, let's all meet in a hotel room and watch the Queen's speech. And, you know, and I came in like suit on, <laughs> full face on, hair done up, like, and people were like in their bathrobes. And I was like, no, 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 no. It, it, it's the Queen right. you're talking to. And you're Have sitting in respect. your fucking bathrobe. Like, what's wrong with you? Uh, New Year's is, that's one of those, I think. <laughs> mortal uh, like written in blood agreements yes. on don't change a fucking thing yes. or same procedure as every yes year. exactly <laughs> literally can't mess with perfection there no no it's funny though i can remember the first time i really did new year's in a danish way and i wouldn't say cult that would be a little strong but it was very like it was aggressive oh, it was an aggressive you have change. some yeah. rules you have some expectations yes that i'm not aware of <laughs> No, no, it took a little bit of an adjustment to realize how early it starts. Like for us, like New Year's, like I agree that you call it for nine. Maybe the party starts at eight. Maybe you have food at that time. Like, but yeah, to have to have a five thirty call to make it so that you can get a couple apps in your stomach before <laughs> the queen goes on. Like that was an adjustment for us. It's pretty early, and that everything closes. We uh, learned that our first yeah. New Year's here that. So you can't plan on doing your shopping for a New Year's party at 4.30 in the afternoon. No. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. It's, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. But, yes, New Year's in Denmark is a bit different than, than we were used to, but some really fun traditions. Exactly. And I, I think it's great that he was so open and honest to not only seeing what it's like for foreigners experiencing <laughs> it for the first time, but also experiencing what a 
fish out of water, it feels like, to have some very serious traditions and expectations that aren't met abroad. <laughs> correct. Correct. See, all of us need to get that experience exactly. abroad once in a while. Yeah, right? good on him. And as for some really good uh, advice for New Year's, I, one of the most fascinating conversations and somebody who was just extremely positive and I really just loved my time with this year was Diane and Denmark. Mm. And I say my time because you weren't able to join. Oh, no, sadly. I got yeah. to watch it like all of our audience did uh, secondhand after it was done. And it was a great conversation yeah. you had with Diane. Yeah. And she has some good advice on sort of those things that you can take into the new year as far yep. as um, <clears throat> building and setting routines and the importance of that. You know, So not only the routines of what you do on New Year's Day, but those routines that you can sort of keep throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's take a listen to Diane's advice for setting routines and sticking to yep. some resolutions. Or for anywhere, it doesn't matter even if you're, you're uh, not moving country. When, when, you, when you have a life change, maybe you are now retired, maybe you are grieving, it's having those daily routines that give you those points in your day. And also, it makes it easier to do things. You were talking about going to do your grocery shopping. If you have it set up, I have kind of weekly plan. There there are various things you need to do each week. You need to clean your house, Derek and Mike. Yeah, Mm -hmm. need to clean the apartment. You need to get groceries, maybe make a meal plan, a menu plan, so you're not kind of just buying random stuff at the grocery store, coming home, you still don't have anything to eat. Um, you have to maybe plan your work. You've got to plan some fun with friends. What what are you doing? So I have this weekly plan. And in some ways, it's much easier because you're on automatic pilot. You're not having to think about all these things all the time. And also, on these days, okay, on Tuesdays, I go grocery shopping. But then it, you've, when you have that idea, when when you have that plan there, in your head, it's less of a challenge to actually get out the door because what am I doing this morning? You know, and it helps anybody with ADHD, autism, you know, and everybody works well with a plan. Small kids, they like to know what's coming up. When you have that plan, okay, Tuesdays I go grocery shopping. When you get up in the morning, what am I doing today? I'm going grocery shopping. What am I doing tomorrow? I'm cleaning the house. What am I doing? And it just gives us that framework. But as I said, it also helps you to waste less time because you're not having to do all the things all the time you've got a day i, I like to call it a, a, a time a place and a date for things mm. you you know what when things are happening so you're not having to juggle it all in your head it's funny it reminds me kind of a, a story about obama when he was president that like he gets his suits laid out for him and he has no input on it and it's just kind of like you have so many decisions to make like don't make this one as well. It's the same kind of mindset here. In that tan suit that he wore? Well, that was somebody's choice, I think. And well, maybe it was his. But like this concept of like, you take decisions away from yourself. Hmm. You actually free up your mind for more things. I think it's a brilliant mindset where hmm. you just, you're already taking the decision that Tuesdays are for grocery shopping and you just do it. It was a really neat conversation because a lot of what Diane does is influenced by Denmark and Danish culture. Hmm. So it was super interesting to hear from her how, um, these things are simple, yeah. but effective. Yes. And the things that maybe you have a trouble or, or have trouble with when you first move here, because you're not so in tune to Danish culture, it seems like everybody is well way too planned or way too rigid with things, mm-hmm. or you don't know how these things work or they're unwritten. But really, 
once you kind of unlock those plans. And of course, everybody has a different individual routine. Of course. But knowing sort of the way that some things work. And it seems like things are overplanned. I can't get on somebody's calendar for a few months. However, because things are so planned, it leaves a lot of room for spontaneity and enjoyment when you have that framework in place. So, you know, Erin said something similar with structure and she learns a lot about structure from her Danish business partners and her Danish husband because she is a creative and she can sort of have things wander, but having that, having that, it's nice to have that the fall cultural piece. Yes, yeah. of course. I think it's super nice. So it all kind of ties together, and that's something that maybe will be part of my New Year's <laughs> first resolution. resolution. Exactly. So she did say no resolution. No resolution. She said just just good habits. create good habits, and that's part of it. But in the next year, if it's not murder, she boat. <laughs> uh, we will be. It should be back. We'll be back in January. Yes. Um, taking a few weeks off, but we'll have some great guests. We've got um, some authors, some TikTok stars, some um, more comedians. More comedians. A lot of just great entertainers on the docket that we can't wait to talk to next year. I know. Season two is going to be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait to share it with all and of we're you. We're going to find some other ways to have other voices. A lot of people have reached out to us and said, oh, I'd love to come on you. Uh, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. We're going to have other ways for our listeners to share their thoughts and their feedback and, you know, kind of discuss some of the things that um, that we hear. So, you know, we we do read messages and comments when we hear it. We can't wait to to just have an even more robust conversation with some of those things. Thanks, everyone, for listening yeah. this season and to today's episode as we wrap up season one. Yeah, so, yeah, happy holidays and happy new year, and we'll see you all later in January. Bye.